Oh man, you losing your mind yet? You losing it? You you staying you staying healthy? You staying alert? You 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 trying to binge Netflix? Trying to moderate your binging? Oh my God, guys, this is week <laughs> this is week five. It's week five of this. You know, you think about it. More people have gone through more difficult things. Uh, I just hope you're okay. I hope you're hope you're safe. Hope you're uh, healthy. Hope you got your groceries. I hope you're um, still employed. Freaking crazy what's going on right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting in the time capsule to go back and listen to this. If you're hearing this in the future, it's because uh, John McCombs is famous. <laughs> or I've got, gotten famous. Uh, and... And then next to that, the world is going through the coronavirus pandemic right now. It feels like we're living through a, uh, a dystopian novel, actually. Super strange. Uh, and I, um, I really, uh, I, I, I just, I hope everything, I hope we're all okay. I hope we come back to normal or some semblance of normal. People are like, nobody's going to shake hands. They're not going to, you know, Michael Shermer the other day on, on Joe Rogan was like, people aren't going to shake hands anymore. Yeah, I get the feeling people are going to get back to shaking hands, but it is definitely going to be super bizarre until literally everybody gets a vaccine, basically, or you get it and then recover uh, and we get some kind of herd immunity going on. Super bizarre. And of course, there's going to be a whole issue with anti-vaxxers in that situation. So welcome to living in... Uh, that Steven Soderbergh movie, you know, the one, that guy's a great filmmaker. Anyway, speaking of great filmmakers, we have uh, a great comedian <laughs> today's podcast, John McCombs. We talked in the past long before any of this stuff was happening. He's, uh, he's a hilarious dude and he's, uh, he's, he's does a lot of the European stuff that I've also done in my career. Uh, such that it is in comedy, and I talk with him about it. It's really fun, man. It's fun. If you're listening to this and you're a comedian, think about going to Europe. I mean, flights are actually kind of cheap right now when they come back on, and uh, you can go over. You can, you can have a real blast, man. Go over there. Have some fun. People pay to go see comedy. It's a little, it's almost unbelievable in the sense that uh, that you, <laughs> you know, if you're not used to people paying to see you, this is a time when they will absolutely do it. So, uh, very cool, and uh, without further ado, here's John McCombs, everybody. Uh, that's pretty good, right there. Okay. This is, I'm gonna... Turn this guy down just a little bit, because right. this is a little hot. Uh, John McCombs, welcome to the podcast. Hey, uh, how you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm thankfully not sick, so <laughs> um, everybody around me is getting sick, and it makes me paranoid because uh, I hate being sick over the holidays. The whole, the whole. I feel like the whole city of Chicago is not feeling well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's that time of year, so and everybody. I don't know if you take the train at all, but uh, yeah, yeah. pretty much all over the place. Everywhere it'll go. I try to touch it the least amount of surfaces that I possibly can on the train. It's just, it's just a germ, you know. The, the entire CTA is just a, one germ. Just it's one pretty giant germ. <laughs> it, have you been in? Um, you walk in the. If uh, you've been, this was happening to me the other day. You've been in the L when. You walk in and there's like uh, something in the seat. There's like like ripped paper or like a stain or like anything, and no one will sit down there. Oh, uh, you mean every single day on the train <laughs> ever? That yeah, that's <laughs> usually it's some type of bodily fluid that I can't readily identify that I try not to. Uh, yeah, try not to touch or even look at. <laughs> do which which line do you ride? Uh, blue line. Um, well, the blue lines, I think people talk about the red line being the worst. I think the blue line might actually be the worst. Mm, okay. Well, cause <laughs> I've, ter- got, in terms I, cause of, I've gotten in a fight on the blue line before. But have you really? I, yes, I have. Yeah. Ha- what, what, what happened? Um, yeah, well, I was coming downtown. This was actually before I had a, my, the present job I have. Uh, I was coming downtown to go to like a comedy bar, I think. And, yeah. 
Um, so I'm on the train, and then these two guys get on. It's this, uh, this I assume, a homeless guy, and then some guy probably just, like, straight from O'Hare because he had all his bags with him and stuff. And so, anyways, like, the homeless guy's just, like, harassing him, just, like, pushing up on him. The guy's, like, just trying to get away from oh him. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah, the homeless guy's, like, boxing him in. Like, and so this is, and like, it, like, aggressively. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was his – Why? What it, I, I, mean, I have no idea. I have no idea what transpired before they yeah, got on the train. But sure. for whatever reason, this homeless guy is like, I'm going to take this, my day out on this oh dude. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, so this happened right next to me. So, you know, I, you know, a, a, a fight between that, you know, uh, city mentality of it, don't worry about it. It's not your shit. It's not yeah. your problem. Oh, yeah. Then, and then there's, you know, I was in the Marines. So, like, the Marine side of me is like, no, fuck that. Say, yeah. get up there. <laughs> be a man, you know. And so I stood up. And I went to the homeless guy. I'm just like, hey, man, just just leave him alone, you know? And so the homeless guy, like, puts his hands on me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a mistake. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I just, I mean, I didn't have to punch him. I just, like, stiff-armed him into the door and then, like, spun him around and bear-hugged him. And uh, he got really apologetic at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, he, he really he was saying like, man, you gonna do this for a white boy? You really gonna do this for a white boy? <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> yeah, like trying to pull race into her. So then, so it's like, yeah, man. Like so, uh, the doors open. I throw him off the train, and um, you know he. What station are you at? Oh, maybe Chicago and Milwaukee, Grand and Milwaukee. Got it. Okay, somewhere toward the yeah. getting towards the loop though. Yeah, yeah, and so. He uh he before the door closes he sta- he like you know stands back up just stares at me and like does like finger guns to me like like uh, not like the funny finger guns but like terrifying like slow pull of the trigger finger guns like <laughs> what the fuck yeah I, I got I'll be honest I got a little scared yeah you know, I, I was like ah fuck homeless know. people are I'm, fucking terrifying man well I was like I don't know who this guy knows. they get like weird kind of like. They get like weird kind of well. I, so I used to so uh, so I can appreciate. So I have the same. I have a similar kind of thing. I was never in the armed forces or whatever. I come, but I come from a family where everybody was mostly Air Force, mm-hmm. um, dating all the way back to you know the, the almost the beginning of the Air Force. To be totally honest, mm-hmm. um, but I get the same feeling. I used to do a lot of mixed martial arts. I used to wrestle. Like, I get the same feeling of when I see something like that happening. I'm like, and, and it's not like a, I'm going to be a hero. I'm yeah. just like, I just don't, it's like a feeling of like justice or something. Like, I'm like, yeah. like, don't you fucking like something like that. Um, I kind of feel a little bit weird though, because I've in mixed martial arts, we constantly were told we were like, you never know what somebody is capable of. You never know oh, what yeah. they have. Like, so I have this weird feeling where when I see that shit, I'm like, is this, enough for me to feel like I'm going to go maybe get stabbed right now. <laughs> well, the good thing, at least, and I'm sure in mixed martial arts, they talk about this, but it's, you, you know, you have your rules. In the Marine Corps, when they're talking about fighting, it's like, yeah, there are no rules. Yeah. Like, whatever you got to do, you got to gouge eyes, you got to yeah. punch somebody in the balls. Like, Yeah, fucking, fucking do it. Yeah, you fucking do it. So that's always like, if I was going to get into a fight, say, for instance, like, uh, like some guys approached me and you know, or like I, I could sense like it was going to be a fight. I would hit first. Oh yeah. And I would hit like, I, I always tell people like, yeah, you want to cause as much shock as possible and they get the fuck out of there. Oh yeah. So like gouge eyes, they, yeah, hit, hit them in the Bite balls, hard. Whatever yeah, you gotta whatever do. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah. And then get the fuck out of there. Cause there's no honor in, yeah, they are standing up to three guys punching you repeatedly. Like it's already like not honorable. It's not a fair fight. You're, yeah, it's you against three three power, dudes. Power yeah, three there's people. no referee. Yeah, there's no like weight classes for real. So I'm t- t- the biggest one. I'm punching him straight in the dick. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm leading with. Dick punch, dick punch, yeah. dick punch. He's down and he's, then break out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. I'm not trying to stick. This is my Julasco. Yeah. <laughs> So to answer your question, the red line is still worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I say the blue line has more homeless people, though. The red line has more crazy people. The red line, I feel like every – I was just so I'm trying to do uh, just like – it sounds like I'm a fucking new comic in Chicago. But uh, I, I actually want to do a bunch of stand-up on the L. I actually want to go mm. do stand-up on the L – 
Clay Hurlbut's been doing yeah, it for over a year. He, yeah, he does that. And yeah, and uh, a friend of mine from LA, Maxie Gumprecht, she has a um, or Maxie Wittrack. Sorry, Maxie. Uh, that's her. That's her. That's her stage name. Um, anyway, she's got a show where she does it on the LA Metro. So I was like, well, I should do the same thing in Chicago. It'd be really fun. And so I've been writing a whole bunch of. I mean, fun is in like you know, uh, t- scary, weird. It could go any <laughs> which direction. Uh, so I started writing a whole bunch of different, uh, jokes about the L. I haven't really worked any of them out on, um, open mics. <laughs> you or... just have specifically L material for when you're on Yeah, like L. commuting and, co- like, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but one of the things that I was thinking about was I was like, I, getting on the L to go to work in the morning, even as early as, like, I would get up and be out on the platform at 6.15 in the morning before going to work. You know, and I would, it's like a roll of the dice, dude. You got no oh, yeah. fucking idea what you're walking into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not like the brown line. In ter- <laughs> well, are you in terms of like safety or in terms of how many people are in? People, safety, like yeah. anything. You have no idea. Like I'm on the platform. I should probably tell this on the on the train sometime. Uh, I was on the platform once just to kind of go along with your story. I mean, I grew up in Metro Detroit and around some sketchy areas. So my, my sense slash barometer, I mean, I luckily didn't, I didn't grow up in a sketchy area, but I grew up around sketchy areas, if that makes sense. And so I have a pretty good, I think barometer to whether or not something is, uh, somebody's being fucking weird or whether or not something's going to go down or like whatever. And, uh, I was standing on this platform and I, there's a dude on the, outbound platform i'm on the inbound platform and he's like he's huge he's like six five maybe he's like enormous and he's clearly like on something like he's crazy or he's like he's just pacing and he's like looking around and he's doing this shit with his hands where he's like explaining something to people who aren't there you know what i mean and he's like moving around and then and i as i'm looking at him like what the hell is this going on because he just like shows up and he's walking around and so i'm looking at him and then he turns and he looks up and he makes eye contact with me. Ooh, big mistake. No, I know. I was no like, oh, no. God ever. damn it, man. <laughs> God damn it. Like, it just happens. I have in the two seconds I happen to look at him to try to my brain digest what's happening. Got to use your peripherals, man. That's what they're there for. Oh, my God. <laughs> for real, dude. And so so then I see him make a beeline for the stairs. To, and I'm like, oh, he's about to walk over to the side of the platform. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm with my girlfriend. We're trying to go to work. And it's like three, four minutes to the to the red line arrives mm-hmm. on the inbound platform. I'm like, this is just, god damn it. And, that, and I don't want to tell. I'm not like with her. And I don't want to like weird her out by being like this big fucking crazy dude's about to walk over and like hassle us. Yeah. So I'm like, because I also, I, I mean, I know, but I kind of also don't know. Like maybe he's going to wander somewhere else. But like, of course, he's not going to do that. So as we're standing there, there's all these people on the platform, and I'm watching the entrance to see if he's going to come up on it. And sure enough, he steps up, and just as he gets up to the platform, the train arrives. And, like, he's, like, looking at me, and he's, like, like trying to – all these people are crowding around the door, so he can't, like, get up to me because there's people yeah. in the way. And I don't know what's going to happen, but the door opens, and, like, people start going in. And then, like, it's, like, up, like me and him are that's about to have the two of us go in. And I and she, my girlfriend's about to walk in the car. She has no fucking. She's totally oblivious to like that any of this is happening. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so I <laughs> stop her. I li- I put my arm out and I stop Wait, her. Where's your girlfriend from? Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, like Green yeah. Bay Area. People would never grow up in a big city. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking around oblivious to danger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're in a fucking minefield. Right now. Dude, it's. <laughs> oh my god! Like she, I, 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 this is. I digress, but. I asked her, I bought her one, when we first started dating, I bought her, uh, I bought her one of those cat keychain things that you can, like, fucking jack somebody in the eyes with, you know what I'm talking about, and I also bought her a uh, pepper spray thing, and, just for her birthday? Just because she didn't have anything. You bought, you just, (laughs) I just was like, you have no, I love you, you got her weapons for her birthday, (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She was, she was like, why, why did you buy these for me, and I'm like, you're, we live in a, like Chicago is a dangerous city. Like there's go to fucking b- crime in Boys Town or Wrigleyville. Just Google that, and then you'll go to the the, the uh, police blotter for like Lakeview. Not even yeah. for the whole city, just for Lakeview, Boys Town, which is like a rather safe neighborhood as Chicago goes. And it's just like, it's like this yeah, person but... was attacked, this girl was raped, this person. It's just like every fucking day. It's like something else just drops in the city of Chicago. Like it's it's nuts. And so I read this thing, and my downstairs neighbor when I first moved here was a Cook County Sheriff deputy. So he was like, 
dude, he's like, you need to watch out. These streets are crazy, like all this stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, if you're, I know you're out doing comedy. If you come home late, just be careful. Like he, it was just was crazy, man. So anyway, I buy this shit for her, and then she says to me, um, you know what? I don't really want these, and I'm like, are you kid? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, that? I don't really invite violence into my life, sure. and that's what she said. Okay. And I was like, I don't, you don't understand how I mean, violence it, works. <laughs> violent. Yeah, everybody who's ever been mugged was inviting violence into their. <laughs> oh my god, I was just like, this is. I was like, listen, just carry these on you, okay? Can you please just do that? Should have got her a peloton. <laughs> oh my god yeah right it's my first day that is the weirdest fucking how could one company get that so wrong you know what i mean all right let me finish up the story before my brain yeah, explodes yeah. up Your viewers are losing their minds We're like what happened with the what's, crazy what's guy? going on with the crazy guy he killed me that's what happened uh so i'm on the platform i'm like i stop her i'm like we're not getting in this train car and she kind of gives me this weird look and i just I stop her and it and the guy's looking at us and then I like gesture into the car for him like I'm like you go ahead sir and then he walks in and I immediately grab her arm and run to the next train car <laughs> and then the doors and the people are getting on after him also so it's yeah. like it's not just like people behind me were like why the fuck are wait, you wait, stopped wait. what race was this guy uh, he's a huge black dude. Oh, okay. Well, you know he's going to go through that emergency door to change cars. <laughs> that's, not, that's not holding him back at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. I mean, that's what I was worried about. But, like, I disappeared, and I, I and I, we ran to, like, the other side of the other train car. So he didn't see us run. Okay. He didn't see us go to the other train car. And I was w- looking through the window between the cars, and I could see him looking around for me. And he, and then after like we go to like we go to Fullerton and then we stop at North and Clybourne and by the time we got there I noticed that he had art whatever his, his brain had moved on to whatever the next thing was yeah but it was like it was very weird because I was like I don't know what the fuck this is about to be you know what I mean it was yeah. definitely and so that's the taking the red line I feel like <laughs> you have no idea what you're about to get in you know what I mean it's yeah. it's, it's like you're turn it's like you're tuning into you know how Fox used to have. These like world's wildest police videos. Mm-hmm. I'm Sheriff John Bennell. Hell yeah! That yeah, like guy. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I'm what Sheriff John Bennell. He used to do my favorite thing about that is he used to do. He used to like he sum always, up shit at he, the end of every episode when mm-hmm. criminals are on the run, trying to have fun. You can bet, bar none, that there will he be would, police to stop them. He would always on the talk run. without moving his mouth. I remember yeah. that was his thing. He would always start, "I'm Sheriff John Bennell." It hurts to speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guy who's constantly constipated. Yeah. Like he just, <laughs> "I'm Sheriff John Bennell." Anyway, it would be like that. It's like you get on the fucking. You have no idea what you're tuning into every morning when you get on the damn thing. You know, is it, the car going to smell like vomit? Is it going to be a bunch of dudes are, sleeping? These are, these are one of these instances where I'm. Um, it actually pays off to be a minority. Because <laughs> when I'm surrounded by other by white people, I don't get fucked with. Yeah, I know? mean, no, <laughs> doubt. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. They're like these. These they're easier targets here. They, like, oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, then I, you know, south of Thirty Fifth Street, then I'm like, oh fuck, I got a <laughs> got a pea coat on. Oh my god! Done for. That's a little bit how I feel when I take the green line anywhere. As I'm like, I'm a white man on the green line. <laughs> I need to watch out. Oh yeah, you get, yeah, you're getting fucked with first. So you... <laughs> I got on it. I got on at Oak Park once and was coming back into the loop on the green line, and I'm the only white dude on the train. And like, and I feel I should just for the listener, I feel comfortable being the only white dude in a situation. I grew up in Metro Detroit, a very diverse community, mm. not. Not something that when I first moved to Colorado, I felt very weird when I first moved there. And part of the reason was that it was it's just all white people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm now I'm not used to being a, just only around white people. It's now very, you, very odd. Nice how mediocre you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, yeah. nothing special about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I'm on the I'm on the green line, but I notice I'm like shit. I'm I'm the kind of the, I'm the only white dude on here. And the part of the reason I notice that is because I suddenly feel like I'm getting this weird attention and this huge. Um, I don't even know how to describe this person. A what is very clearly somebody who, whether or not they identify as a man, they're a, they have a fucking Y chromosome and for sure have a mm. dick because you can see it <laughs> under their j- dress walks up and just starts talking to me yeah. and I have headphones on and I'm just immediately, and this is when my sixth sense in terms of like 
don't make eye contact like really kicked in and i just am sitting there and i can hear her them this person talking to me and talking to me and then yelling at me and i just knew that i'm like if i just ignore hard on this i'm just i'm gonna come out of this okay and that's pretty much what happened and i that was that every time i get i which is not often but every time i come back from oak park on the green line going there is not too bad for some reason coming back is always Mm -hmm. when shit is like i don't know what's gonna happen i've actually felt i mean at least in my personal experience i found that i can get rid of bullshit easier if, if i don't ignore it you know like if i'd actually engage with whoever's talking to me because I could just because I mean I could talk my way out of shit and I can diffuse shit but if they come up to you they already have whatever pre notion or, or whatever kind of interaction they they want to have they already have that in their head and when you don't acknowledge it I feel like it just exacerbates whatever they already think so I would rather engage engage and you know diffuse if I know it's like uh, this is gonna be a weird interaction of whatever i could like i could at least engage and kind of get an assessment and kind of just if it is going in a direction that's like insane i can you know try to not relate but try to like bring it down a notch and get them like ah you're you're all right yeah you're you know? fine yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I was gonna stab you but you know yeah. <laughs> You 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 told me which way you know O'Hare is. So. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, uh, I I can kind of relate to that. I guess I the the one time that I talked my way out of it and I knew I was in some shit was I was in, um, and this is this may be by way of talking about traveling and introduction to kind of part of the reason I wanted to have you on the pod was uh I was in um Yellowknife Canada, hmm. which is the capital of the Northwest Territories in Canada. Was that the, the Yukon or? Uh, it's like it's not it's not the Yukon. Yukon is a different territory, but it's like okay. that same part of the world. Gotcha. It's like up in the middle of nowhere. It's so two two hundred miles two hundred miles south of the Arctic Circle. Hmm. Okay. So closer to the Arctic Circle than we are to Detroit right now. Gotcha. Um, and I mean there was there's it's wild. Like it's uh it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's a it's a I left Denver airport and I got on a plane that flew two and a half hours north to Calgary. And then I got on another flight that flew two and a half hours north again Hmm. to Yellowknife. It was a five hour flight. It was wild. Um, Anyway, there's a real Jesus, this computer. Sorry. Just got to unfuck the computer right now. What is that even? This computer. It's my. It's Slack. Oh, is it? Slack. What's Slack? Slack is a. It's a like a notification service for ah, okay. groups and stuff. It's for like work. Is this thing still making fucking noise? I'm gonna throw this laptop out the window. Uh, I don't. Think anyway, I sorry everybody. Most professional podcast. Um, <laughs> most professional podcast and comedy. I'm Sheriff John Bennell. When Slack goes crazy. <laughs> world's wildest slack messages um okay so what was i saying okay so i'm in Yellowknife, and i'm uh there's a real and it's crazy to me because this sounds what i'm about to say sounds so fucking racist but it was explained to me when i got to Yellowknife that they were like there's a real native problem here in Yellowknife, (laughs) and i was like that sounds so fucking fucking racist and and insane and like and 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 like let's not it's a little a little darker here. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like to the, like it to be like let's make no mistake. I mean, I'm sure that <laughs> the, yeah, they're like I think the natives have a foreign problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think the natives have a Canadian problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were they were there a lot longer <laughs> than the than the rest of you motherfuckers. <laughs> like they didn't have any problems until you guys yeah. showed up. <laughs> Um, so no, I mean like, let's, okay. So that's, thank you for putting, cause I agree. Like it's, look, there's <laughs> historically, that's as fuck yeah, for a whole bunch of reasons. It's really backwards. Okay. Yeah. But that's what it, people said to me. And they were like, no dude, there's a real, like there's a native problem. And I'm like, what? I, I, and then like me with my fucking Midwest, like liberal, like fucking cultural shit i'm like yeah i don't so that's a really problematic statement and like all this (laughs) stuff and this guy's like look man i'm not trying to like be any certain way about this i just want to tell you like 
you need to like if you go to, into a bar tonight in Yellowknife and and there's like a lot of natives there, just leave. Like, don't stick around. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I don't. So I just it kind of goes in one ear and out the other because I'm like, I just that sounds insane. Mm-hmm. Later that night, I go into this bar called the Ravens Bar, uh, which I didn't. Uh, this is how fucking ignorant I was. The the the, uh, the Raven is actually the symbol of uh of of northern peoples like all of the like the the people who live in all of the indigenous people in northern canada that's their like they identify with the with the raven and so it's like a it's like a native like a indigenous person's bar basically yeah yeah, yeah. so and i show up and i'm like hey guys can i get a can i get a beer or something like and so i have like one drink and i'm hanging out and i can kind of tell that like nobody's talking to me and that, like, I'm, I just, uh, I'm absorbing a weird amount of, like, and an type of attention. And yeah. so I have one drink, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave. So I walk out, and as I walk out, this this native dude stops me, and he kind of, like, shoves me into this wall. Like, not, like, hard, but just, like, lightly kind of just, like, pushes me into this, like, wall as I'm leaving. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm just leaving, man. <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's like, why is this not, not your scene? Like, what's going on? And I'm like... Uh yeah man it's a cool bar but you know I just kind of felt like it was time for me to go home like <laughs> like <laughs> and he's like what the fuck man like what the what the fuck is your problem and he just starts coming at me with this like weird shit and he's just like this is fucking our this is our bar this is our, that he actually said that he said this is our bar what are you doing here and I'm like well I'm leaving and I just keep telling him I'm like dude I'm leaving I like I'm not I'm not sticking around and he's like you trying to fuck with me and I'm like nah dude nope not nah, nope and I just literally. For probably, I would say, like, a really intense uh, minute, maybe. I mean, it wasn't longer than a minute. This dude just kept anything he could come at me with to try to get a hook so that he could, like, fight me or or fucking, I don't know what he would have done, just come at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just, everything he was saying was just, like, yeah, like, like you fucking think you own this place and shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not even from here. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, I'm just leaving because I think it's probably too late for me. Like, uh, you know, you guys seem like you're having fun. Just keep keep having fun. I'm going to go. Like, all the, I just, every single thing I just was trying to matrix dodge. Did and, you, like, just cough in a bag of beads, hand it to him, like, here's yeah, a here's Some a wampum, gift. dude, just let me yeah, leave. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, I think he kind of just got worn out because I just was so totally... I mean, I, I'll I'll be totally honest, dude. I fucking showed my belly. I was just like, dude, I'm done. You're you're the you're the cool dude. Like, I don't want to fuck. Around. And like, why would I? What do I have to prove in that situation? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. Especially you know, in that situation, you don't know who he, he probably knows everybody in that bar. Yeah, too. dude. He could fucking. And then somebody told me the next day when I was at like the work site that I was. Uh, they, working at. They fucked up some other white guys. No, yeah, they were like, dude, somebody st- they, were, I, they were like, where'd you go last night? I'm like, the Ravens bar, and they were like, really? They're like, Jesus, man, didn't we? Didn't you listen to a word we told you? And I was like, well, and they're like, yeah, they're like a white dude was stabbed there like a week ago, like he's <laughs> like he was in critical condition, like it's just was so it was fucked up, man. I just can't believe I was such a an, an idiot. Like, I, and it was entirely because I was like, this is a small town, whatever. 30,000 yeah. people live here. It's not that bad. And like, sure enough, it's like, there's a real, like, it's, it's really fucked up. Wait, so why were you up there? I was working uh, for the better part of like two and a half years. I worked for a um, container manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. I was an international sales manager for this company. Cause I, and this is, gets into us talking about you traveling around and stuff. I had lived in Europe for a while. I'd lived in France and this company had just acquired their first major foreign client and they happen to be French. And so I could speak French and knew a thing or two about, you know, importation, mm-hmm. export, this kind of stuff because I had li- I'd worked at the um at the US embassy in Paris for a while. And yeah. so I knew a little bit about this stuff and so these guys hired me and I just traveled all over the US and Canada and not really too much more of the world than that, but just facilitating these kind of like sales purchases and the delivery of these like containers to people mm. so it was like a basically i sold boxes okay. i was like a giant tupperware salesman essentially <laughs> gotcha but you made ha- money hand over fist for that shit well i wouldn't say hand over fist but yeah i made it i made it i i did it okay i guess mm. but like so but this gets me into so i have always had kind of an interest then in 
in uh, international comedy, and, and I did comedy like all over Canada when I was doing this job, and, and when I was in France before. You should, you should try to start a show at the Ravens Bar. <laughs> going native. Start a showcase. A going native, yeah. a comedy show by Brendan Lemon. <laughs> uh, so what? When did you start doing comedy outside of the U.S.? Um, I mean, I was in the Marine Corps for four years, so um, I, that's when I first was starting to travel. Um, so I guess, I mean, technically the first time, well, technically the first time I did outside the U.S. was actually on, on a U.S. military base, so I don't even know if that counts because I would do – Is this like, te- what, technically U.S. soil? Mm, it wasn't to a foreign audience. No, it wasn't to a foreign audience. So it was on the base. So which base? Um, this was out in the first time was out in Romania. I was deployed there, and um, it was actually I was doing a show for I, did, I was hosting a talent show. Um, so you know I was telling jokes and whatnot in between. Did you do comedy before this? I did. Yeah, yeah. I started in college, um, and then I went into the military afterwards. But um, so anyways, like I was out there for six months. I was bored. You know, I don't not able to get up on stage for six months. So I was like, yeah, let me organize a talent show or something. And um, and what was actually fun about it was that uh, this was when we were drawing down in Afghanistan and like a lot of people were coming home. So our base was one of the main hubs for troops coming uh, back to the United States from Afghanistan. So we had this big like theater, so people would come through and they'd be there for like a day or two, and then they'd leave. But um, but they'd be a captive audience while they were there. Basically. Essentially, I mean, you know, they're, they're they don't have anything to do. They can't go out. They can't leave the base. So, you know, I'm doing a show for them, and actually it went really well. And then I, I knew it went well because the next day I was like in line at the barber shop, and one of the guys come from Afghanistan. I don't know this guy. And he's talking to his friend. He's like, yeah, man, that host that, that was pretty funny last <laughs> night. I was like, ah, yeah, that's awesome. That's great, man. So you had done comedy. When did you start doing stand-up? Um, maybe nine years in January. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So 2010 is about when you kind of had, yeah. had yeah, 2011, yeah. just into 2011. Um, well, 2010, nine full years. So I started in 2010, um, January 2010, and then there will be nine full years. And then we'll be going to, into year ten um, after January. That's great, man. Yeah, that's really cool. You, how did you, and what made you decide to want to start? Yeah, I mean, I had kind of dabbled a little bit in like, because uh, I was in a youth group when I was in high school and whatnot, and I would do like impressions. Is it church church youth group? Yeah, or? yeah, I would do impressions for my friends, and you know, I we'd have like talent shows, um, and so I'd do impressions or I'd do like some dopey little. I don't know, like mock stand-up skit where I talk. I just tell jokes about like people, you know, that we knew, and like jokes about the Bible and stuff. <laughs> yeah, which actually went over well. I mean, all things all things considered. So, um, but yeah, I'd, um, would dabble back then and kind of. Um, where Where did you grow up? When was it? Where was this? Joliet. So. Oh, south, so you're yeah, southwest just, just, Chicago, just in the area. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, and then uh, when I was in college, I'd, I'd mentioned to one of my friends that I used to do something like that in high school, and so um, we, she said, "Oh yeah, you should do stand up." So I found a local open mic, and this was I was going to University of Illinois in Champaign. Um, so I found a local open mic, and I I did it, and I liked it. So how did your first? How did the first time on stage go? Uh, it was fine. Um, you know, I did the classic new comic thing. I brought a bunch of friends, and oh yeah, you know, I went up last because I brought a bunch of friends. Oh yeah, and they were all probably all drunk and super supportive. Oh yeah, they were drunk as shit. Um, but uh, they like, sc- like cheer when you like tell your joke or your first joke. It's so it's so weird to watch. It's even weird to still have friends come and visit you when you're doing a show or doing doing whatever. I mean, you obviously don't bring anybody you know to an open mic now, but like. It's always strange to me because I feel like they they want to be supportive, and the way that they translate that support is so fucking annoying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I do the thing where like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna laugh at your shit. It was like, it's like that's not a contest. Yeah, dude. And even if it was, <laughs> laugh at what you think is it's funny. funny, man. Yeah. yeah, you don't. There's no need to like mean mug everybody else. Yeah. Just enjoy yourself, have a good time. This isn't a contest. Like, yeah, and even if it was, it doesn't mean shit. So just. Yeah, have a good time, man. Yeah, it's yeah, not it was, a it's not a zero sum game. Yeah, there's no reason. To <laughs> nobody's running for office tonight. 
Like I, there's something about am I and I sound like such an asshole because I'm being critical of like my friends and family, I guess. But there's something about I did um I did a show over the summer and a whole bunch of people I knew came out to it, which was great. But like I got on stage and they were just like, yeah, yeah, and just like kept they just kept <laughs> going, yeah, yeah. And I was like, stop. Like, do you guys not understand how fucking awkward yeah. this is? For like, for me and for you and for literally everyone else here, like now yeah. everybody kind of hates me because I set that standard. Like this, this guy better be fucking funny. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Like oh god, this dude, <laughs> did he save that woman's life? Like what the yeah. fuck is, like yeah, I've gotten that before in like uh, comedy clubs where I was in North Carolina. And like I'd invite some of my friends out to the club because I was like featuring that night, and they they would do that shit, and I would I I tell I tell them on stage like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. yeah, you guys gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not no, stop not that. not cool. <laughs> yeah, you gotta treat me like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, like make me earn it. Come on now. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's very <laughs> funny, man. Um, so you so when okay so the first time you did it was overseas on base but when yeah. did you decide to like hey you know what I'm gonna go travel around because you just got back from Germany I think recently didn't you yeah I was doing a tour this fall I hit up um, twelve different countries um, but uh, f- well so I first started like doing it traveling solo um, right after I got out of the Marines I actually you know, enjoy traveling. And one of the unfortunate things about the military is anytime you travel, they let you almost have fun. <laughs> so they're like, they put this like stipulations on you. Where it's like, yeah, you can go out in town, but you can only have two drinks. Oh yeah. You have to be back by midnight, like all these r- rules. And you're just like, this is almost fun. Yeah. So it was just like a <laughs> cock tease, you know, just that's so ridiculous. funny. Yeah. So, you know, first thing I wanted to do when I got out, I was like, I didn't, I had a bunch of money saved up because I don't spend money when I'm, I don't spend money at all now, but even then I was making a lot more money and you're, you know, you're deployed, you don't spend anything. So, um, I had a bunch of money saved up. So I was like, yeah, let me go travel Europe. I'll do like the backpacking thing. So, um, I took two months to go travel around Europe. Um, and while I was out there or no, uh, before I went, I was like, you know, why not try and see about doing comedy while I'm out there too? Yeah. Um, what year was this in? This was uh 2017, yeah, 2017, okay, got it. a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, summer 2017, yeah, I uh, and I, and I actually made some contacts even from the United States. Like I, I did a uh, uh, was it a comedy contest in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, horrible place. Um, <laughs> but I met some guy out there who was actually studying abroad in Estonia. So he hooked me in with. Um, his people out there who he was doing comedy with. So, you know, I went out there, I was like, all right, you know, let me, um, meet, meet these guys, introduce myself. So uh, that kind of, um, gave me the idea to also do a podcast while I was out there where I'd interview people of different comedy scenes. And even if it was like, I wasn't going to get on stage or do an open mic, even at least we could talk to the producers out there about what it's like to do comedy in all these different places. And, um, so, you know, I got that's how I got to meet a lot of the bookers, meet a lot of the people who are running the scenes down there, kind of understand a little bit more about the lay of the land um, without even, <clears throat> you know, having to do a show or get on stage. Um, but um, yeah, I did some, like an open mic in Estonia and it went okay, you know. Um, and then I would do like little, then that first trip, you know, it was more so like sightseeing than actually doing comedy, but everywhere I went, I you try to connect with the comedy scene a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. try to either, you know, jump on, do a guest spot for a show or interview, talk to somebody about the comedy scene. So that's how I made a lot of contacts when I was out there. So, yeah, podcasting does actually pay off. Yeah. <laughs> Even if no one listens to your podcast. You yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean, I, it's funny, man, because just to digress on that point for a minute, I've been doing this for the podcast that is for two two years and some change i think Mm -hmm. and uh i've got i don't know 100 something episodes i think now yeah and uh and only now two years in is it starting to feel like it's kind of paying off a little Mm -hmm. bit like i feel like two years in now and is when i'm getting contacts who i've you know spoken with for a while i would not have ever connected with otherwise and now they're starting to come back and 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 like 
or refer other people to me or like just any number of different things. Yeah. And that that's that's interesting that it hasn't it's taken like two years for this to even start paying paying. And, it, and I still don't I don't make any money from this. Yeah, you so know what I mean? say you're getting some sponsorships yet? No, I haven't gotten any sponsorships yet. I haven't like tried either. Mm-hmm. But like mostly all I've been doing is this is just a great excuse for like like I, I I've known you uh I've known of you or like have had like oh that's that guy for yeah. probably two years maybe mm. I don't know when you moved to Chicago but yeah, probably about not two years ago. yeah about two years ago so yeah so two years but I've uh, this is the longest conversation we've had yeah and like but it's not that I just think to myself like the podcast was a great excuse for me to be like yeah let's talk with John like I like mm-hmm. I I think it's cool that you decided to I mean I talk about it all the time you know about doing comedy in in Europe because I. I did it for. I started a comedy show in France and lived over there for a while. I did Edinburgh. Like I, I go to the UK because I have family there and do comedy every once in a while. I talk about it a lot. It's really getting outside of the comedy scene, in especially in Chicago, but also in the United States, is like a kind of eye opening because oh, yeah. you go over there. There's a difference as a humor. People find things fu- differently funny. Mm-hmm. Things that people find funny here, they don't find funny over there. Um, you know, and 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 the, well, the even, other way around too. Well, even like varying from country to country out there, because I mean, a lot of people think like, like, um, you know, America is huge. So, but we all speak the same language, and generally, we all have the same. It's a know, very similar culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, in pockets, you know, change here and there, but um, in Europe, it's 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 a, it's a patchwork, you know. So, you know what. Somebody thinks in Estonia is vastly different than what somebody thinks in Italy. Yeah. You know, those are two entirely separate cultures. London to Paris, which are two cities that are not even that far apart. Mm -hmm. But, like, you could do comedy in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you could do comedy in Portland, Oregon, and and you could do the same set and and get the same, almost the same laughs and the same laugh lines at the same time, and people would respond to your material the same. But if you did that in London and Paris, it would be completely different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in the Myrtle Beach, like I say, is a shithole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just garbage people having va- on vacation. So just I terrible. went there one time, and it definitely was like a, a like a like white trash like trailer park haven. Oh, yeah, it's white trash Disney World. It's it's <laughs> horrific. That place is awful. Uh, <laughs> I just imagine the com- the comedy clubs out there, man. It's uh, yeah. But in any case, um. Yeah, I probably just uh, blacklisted myself. Whatever, man. You're doing, you're doing comedy <laughs> in Estonia. Yeah, but um, yeah, you, you know that's one of the things I recognized when I was uh, doing this latest trip is like, um, you know, I have like a lot of different materials. So I have uh, stuff about being in the military, and you know that falls flat in Germany. Yeah, you know, because they just obviously view their military a lot differently, differently. than we yeah. view ours. Whereas opposed to like Poland, that does really well. Yeah. So, yeah, and those countries, you know, are right next to each other. So, you know, you go, you know, a hundred miles east or west and you get entirely different reactions to the same joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, So this is so interesting to me. So, like, have you when you went over there, um, you know, maybe maybe not the first time where you're kind of just like sightseeing and feeling it out. But when you go back the second time when you're like, I'm putting something together, Mm -hmm. um what what were some of the movements like what were some of the discoveries you made when you were trying to do comedy um that maybe you didn't you didn't think about or that like what were surprising to you um i got a feel for how much of our culture like how much american culture like influences cultures elsewhere oh yeah yeah because uh they know a lot of our they know all of our politics essentially um they know a lot of our cultural references they know a lot of they watch the same movies they listen to the same music so i think like i made a reference i did like a throwaway reference i forgot i had in a joke of to um uh this is america yeah yeah and they got it oh wow they were laughing and I was actually surprised. I was like, "Oh shit, they, you guys! You guys actually no childish Gambino." That's so like, funny. Yeah. So it was, I forget where it was, but it was kind of funny in that they, you know, we we influence so much of the world, and so much of the world watches everything that we do. That like you can go over there and talk about that type of stuff. Like they're familiar with like Black Lives Matter. They're familiar with, 
you know, all this stuff, everything that's happening here that's a big issue, they also understand it over there. So it's not as big as a um, as a divide culturally as people might at first believe. Now, of course, there's some, like, um, references that, that you got to look at on your material where, like, I tried, one of the big eye-opening things is, like, um, when you travel any anywhere, I'd say, um, and get out of Chicago, you realize some of your material so Chicago and city heavy, <laughs> it doesn't translate. And so I watch sometimes I can I watch people here who crush, and they'll go twenty miles any direction outside of city, yeah, and it will fall flat. flat. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they don't know how what That's to do. So funny, man. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It, so you start to get an idea of like, oh, you know, these references I have, they work well. I can do it well here, but if I go outside of this city, nobody fucking knows what JJ's fish and chicken is. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> or just the same things. You know, comedy comes from you know tension, the juxtaposition of emotions or situations, and it's funny because. You can go outside of the city and people just don't have tension around those things like they yeah. do inside the city. I was talking about this. I went to a holiday party last night and I was talking to somebody about this where I was like, yeah, the the doing comedy in the north side of Chicago is super weird sometimes because it feels mm-hmm. like you 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 just it's it exists with the, in this very weird bubble. Yeah. Where like people have a very particular kind of like etiquette and taste and then if you if you try to go like if you do a road gig outside of the city like just like you were saying it almost inverts the Mm -hmm. the etiquette or the taste (laughs) like it's almost like things that people in this area hate other people outside the city love oh yeah and and even within the city itself you know as you know it's like chicago's a very oh yeah yeah even within the city itself yeah Yeah, i remember i was down i was doing a, a like a black room and like you know, people going on stage. It's an open mic, so it's like all kinds of different variations of um, experience. And there's this girl in the front row with her friends, and like comics would go up and try to do material and just bomb and just bomb. They didn't want to hear material, and so like they made some, what the first guy made a riff about this girl's like low cut shirts, like man, look at the titties, and everybody's <laughs> dying. <laughs> and then like every other comic after that was just like, yeah, look at the titties. Yeah. It's just like it's. <laughs> fucking murdering yeah whereas you know you do that on the north side of chicago that's a fucking blog post oh my god that's dude a, you're that's a, a yeah, facebook status yeah. with a your fucking twitter's after you they objectify yeah you're blacklisted me. and it's like the, yeah, there would be a, you, there would be a there would be a post on the chicago community oh my god and it would just be like comedians who were getting on stage and sexualizing women in the crowd it wouldn't yeah. even call you out it would just be it would just be like a fucking anonymously passive aggressive oh, yeah. You go, yeah, you go five miles south of here. They don't give a fuck about what kind of woke (laughs) bullshit you're trying to talk about on stage. If you can talk about somebody, you know, you know, somebody's titties hanging out and it's funny, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking, (laughs) that's so true, man. That's why, that's why the black rooms are some of my favorite rooms to do, dude, is I feel like it's, it's a, there's a cultural, there's a, there's a weird ass like especially on the north side of Chicago, but also I mean like Boulder, Colorado has this. Mm. I mean there's just a lot of other communities, like where it feels like there's there's tight ass white people who just feel like they they're like I don't know how should I feel about this. Like if you're yeah. saying something, and even you don't even have to. I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and people are probably fucking tired of hearing listen hearing me talk about it. But I have this joke where I talk about. Uh, I knew Trump was going to get elected because I heard somebody at the Chicago Pride Festival say there are too many N-words in Lakeview today. But the joke is that I'm like, they didn't say the word the term N-word refers to. They said the term N-word. So they literally said there are too many N-words in Lakeview today. And the the point of the joke is I'm like, it wasn't until that moment I was like, fuck, you can be racist and politically correct at the same time. Like I did. I was like, holy shit. Like no wonder Trump's like won that election. And so that's the whole joke. But I can tell that joke, and I have on the south side of Chicago, and people are like, "That's that's funny." I get it. Yeah. And like, but then I do that joke, North Side of Chicago, Boulder, Colorado, and people get off the ride as soon as I oh, yeah. say the term N word, and I'm like, <laughs> "Do you guys get it? Like, this is not a. I'm not." And I, also, you're referencing something somebody else said. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, it's super, but it's just like just that is so radioactive. Yeah. That they don't even want to get on board with that idea right there. Yeah, and I've. <sighs> 
you know, sometimes like doing shows up here, man, like I've had I have a joke I'm still trying to work out where I have a ref it's it's the 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 premise of the joke essentially is that um there are creepy women in the world. Yeah. And so I go on this whole thing about like women like if you've ever seen a woman get turned down for sex, like <laughs> They, it, it's like so that it doesn't happen and register and possibility. Dude, dude, so it, they get, that is so funny. Yeah, and, they, and so oh my God, like, God, their mind so goes someplace crazy. Yeah, they go like, fucking insane. Yeah. because they've never. This is like this doesn't happen to me. Yeah, but in the joke, I have a like I have a throwaway line where like I I have I say like I turned down this woman for sex, and then like she like looks at me weird, and I have I'm like. Damn, is she thinking like raping me right now? <laughs> but the fact that I say the R word, yes, yeah, people, I feel people just fucking pull back, back, yeah, hard, and it's not like I'm not, I'm, and I'm not trying to trivialize yeah. it. What I'm no, but 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 as soon as you get outside of the city, you go to fucking what like uh, Waukegan, yeah. you go to fucking, you go back to Joliet, even you go further than that out, you go to. Fort Wayne, Indiana, you go to whatever, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saugatuck, I don't know where you go, but yeah. like you go outside of the city, people, you say that to an audience, people get what you're saying, where yeah. you're like, because you're not, the fact that you said that word is like more so in that moment, you're like, I'm scared. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it was working overseas when I was doing it in Europe. Of, of course. Yeah. Of course it was, it was. Yeah, yeah. People were just like, all right, you know, we're, we're on board with you. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and, you know, the joke doesn't go in a direction of like, edgelord bullshit but um yeah Edge, but edgelord bullshit <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i'm not trying to that's my uh, reddit that's I'm my not, reddit account name <laughs> not trying to offend people but um you know they were able to look past the fact that i even said the word rape yeah and you know they were able to see like there's you know material behind here and there's a place where you're going with this um that's not you know that, that, that's that's subverting whatever expectations they have but here, it seems like the fact that I said the word, it is a triggering mechanism and causes people to shut down. And now it's like the rest of the joke. Yeah, it doesn't have well, the this same is effect. what this is what's so fucking weird to me about this. And we can because my experience, I'm glad you brought this up because my experience doing comedy outside of the U.S., particularly in Europe, is the same as what you just described, which mm -hmm. is like they're you can say shit and they're willing to go with you like. Yeah. To you know what I mean? They're willing to go like, yeah, sure, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, and you have to really kind of display some real lack of tact. Well, I think part of it is also like the translation too. It's just like, oh yeah, he just said, you know, whatever is the most accurate <laughs> translation for his like. It's English as a second language is absolutely hysterical because people will say things to you that sound like if they spoke with a native Eng English speaker, it would come off as fucked up. And it's hilarious <laughs> to me, dude. Like if you go, I did a, was, I did a show in uh, Austria and afterwards, you know, I crushed this show. I like, it's one of those shows. I, 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 you know you when you crush. Yeah. And I like from top to bottom was just crushing the whole time. And so people were having fun, you know, and I'm after, you know, it's after the show, I'm shaking hands and some lady comes up and she's laughing and having a good time, all smiles. She's just like, it's just, I was like, hey, yeah, you have a good time tonight? Yeah, it's just like, this, this show was pretty good. Like, the, <laughs> just the way she said it was a, was hilarious to me. Yeah, it was pr it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow, it sucked, huh? <laughs> like, it's just, that is so funny, man. That is very, I thought the same thing, I've noticed the same thing is like when I got, a lot of the shows I've done have been in France and they, they have a similar kind of like, I um, already I am seeing your show and I think to myself, uh, he's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? I came here and I didn't know what you, were, who, yeah. what you were going to say. I thought this might be a shitty night, but it turns out to be a uh, pretty o okay a night. Not, not that bad of a time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you say this one, you say this one about uh, when you come over, you say of the American person, he's like this, so that was a little bit funny to me. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, if anybody said that to you in the U.S., you'd be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah I came over to see the show, and I was like, yeah, this one when you said the American was like this, yeah, that was a little bit funny to me. You'd be like, yeah. it was better than that, you, pe <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Can I also say, I, I think, like, everybody... <laughs> You know, people give that um, the stereotype of Germans not having a sense of humor, and um, that's not accurate. You know, obviously they have a sense of humor and a really good one too, and partly it's because they're influenced by our 
um, culture and society. But, oh, yeah. But Austrians, that's 100% fucking that's true. That's so funny. That's 100% yeah. true. Austrians are, like, mildly on the spectrum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every single one of them has, like, I'm a I'm listening weird... to your joke about the man jumping out the airplane without yeah. <laughs> uh, the parachute. Um, and you... I'm thinking that's not a safe way to... Yeah, just uh, the, <laughs> like... the over-explanation of everything. It's like, I thought that you... You do the 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 comparison of black people and white people, <laughs> and how do you? It's like, yeah, that's that's a joke, man. You don't it's gotta explain it back to me. Like, <laughs> I know what I was doing up there. That was not necessary. But no, this was this was a good time. I, yes. I enjoyed myself. I had many laughs and <laughs> like you're, mimicking you're... basic human interaction. It's oh my weird. god, dude! Yeah, you no, know, in uh, in Austria, that's not something we would very much talk about. But it yeah. is uh, <laughs> is a rather humorous uh, juxtaposition between the way you would describe it and the way it uh, here in Vienna. I would not say it's the same. Um, no, it's very different. But yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, man. I didn't ask for a fucking compare and contrast essay on. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, man, but I feel like some <laughs> comics might benefit from having somebody break down their joke <laughs> structurally. Yeah, you're probably talking to one of them, man. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I find like I, I don't know. Did you have you done comedy in Italy at all? No, I, I didn't. I've only been to Rome, and um, I didn't get to perform while I was out there. I know. Same here. I went to. I went. I've only been to Rome. I didn't get to perform. Um, I had a lot of Italians visit just randomly this one show. And if you've seen my act, you've heard this joke. But these guys, and I think this is true. I talked with a couple other people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's just how." Italians are is they were like so excited just to like watch mm. me do stand up and yeah. like tr clearly did not understand a lot of the things I was saying <laughs> but they were just like having such a good time and like like laughing at do, do you notice this also let me ask you this question do you notice like European audiences maybe this is just particularly French because the little comedy I've done in Germany I don't know that this has been the same they they don't laugh so much as they like to like clap mm. like there's a lot of like they have to be trained. Um, so, and especially, I mean, if you go to scenes where the, the comedy scene is younger, um, or I would say if you get like older people in the audience, they come, a lot of them come from a background, especially like former communist bloc countries come from a background of like uh, cabaret oh, yeah. and theater where it's more like it's rude. They, they think it's rude to laugh out loud because you're like, disrupting the performance ah uh, yeah yeah which fuck that's the exact opposite here you're like i was helping you man i was yeah. yelling out for <laughs> things for you to tell like that but yeah uh, oh my god dude the number of times a heckler has been like i'm helping the comedian yeah <laughs> like nah dude you don't walk up to a guy playing guitar and start trying to pluck the strings while he's doing it mm -hmm. oh i'm helping him play the chords like <laughs> yeah i mean shit dude i did a i did a show in munich um not this most recent time but um the last time i was there and uh you know the comics were going on before me it was older crowd and the comics were going on before me i mean a lot of them were like uh came from other backgrounds theater and and whatnot and spoken word and so i mean they were all right but like i went up and did my thing and you know it's like you know American style stand up comedy, and they were losing their shit. Oh, that's great! And I got to the point where it's like, I, you know, one of those where you're crushing so hard you have to st you have to slow down. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're just like big laughs and just like applause breaks and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I only got eight minutes up yeah, here, dude. guys. Like, calm down. Like, <laughs> I'm, only I'm only telling two jokes a minute, man. This is yeah. <laughs> it was it was almost absurd, like how much they were enjoying it, but like the idea of them just like clapping and giving applause breaks on like every. You know, Fucking every joke, joke that came together, you know, and I'm like, man, this would get like mild chuckles in some places yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, right. That's so funny. I do this at the comedy bar and get tomatoes thrown at me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, it, 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 it well, one of the things I tell people about going overseas, and I'm glad you, you mentioned about Italy and, you know, that's not getting up, is, um, that I avoid, I try to typically avoid Western Europe when I travel. Um, one is because there's a lot of other comics who come from, um, like the UK and whatnot. So in some places it's, it feels like one you're back in America where you're competing oh, yeah. against people who have like television credits and stuff like that. But also, um, and comedy is more saturated over there. So like the type of deals you can get for like making money is similar to here where it's going to be like, yeah, you get 10 bucks here. Yeah. We'll, we'll pass a hat. Yeah, yeah, that's doing comedy. In Paris, and people Paris, and audiences basically. are like, "Yeah, why would I pay you when there's like fifty yeah, other Netflix. comedy shows? Yeah, whatever I can on this street." Yeah, um, 
And the other reason is a lot of those places like like France and Italy and Spain, you know, those countries, they want to hear comedy in their own language, mm. you know? So, and I think it's partly because like, I say like any place that had a, an empire, you know, <laughs> like they, they're like, why would I ever speak any other language? <laughs> any other language. I, we ruled the world at That's one so point. Funny. So why would anybody in Spain want to hear, you know, English comedy? Yeah. When it's like, we have an entire continent where they speak Spanish. <laughs> so fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> learn our language. Um, yeah. So um, outside of like the big cities, you know, like Paris and, and Madrid and Rome, finding English opportunities to do English speaking comedy is a little pretty more, low. Yeah. It's yeah. sparse. And like, there's typically like one English show or some, or maybe two. And it's like once a month or once a week or something. But in any case, it's harder to do, um, to tour around and make any kind of significant money yeah. in places like you that. You do, you do okay though. You make decent money when you're doing, uh, when you did the tour. This, this tour I just did was the first time I made money. Oh, got um, it. so it's, it, it takes a little, like, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's definitely possible. And you just, I mean, I, I, I lucked out in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of things went right for me. Um, but also, um, just kind of understanding a little bit about the, uh, the market and where you should be, uh, spending your time and money. Cause I made a lot of mistakes still, but I still was able to get ahead just cause I had those particular shows where it's like, okay, I'm going to, this is going to be a, like a big money maker here. Yeah. And you know, I could subsist off of this show, um, where I could do like three shows after it where it's like, and eh, you're not going to make yeah. a lot. You might break even, but yeah. keep the boat afloat, but these big tent pole shows are going to keep you up. Yeah. So now then I'm, I'm trying to plan out another one already where I'm like, okay, now I know my areas where I can make money here yep. and I can do well here and I can, get let's let's book those first let's get those in the pay and you know um solidified and then build around it and then you know because you got to think about one of the things i learned um doing it this last time was uh promotion um a, a, like how much you have to do how much goes into promotion and advertisement and so what do you use for advertising a lot of facebook yeah a lot of online facebook eventbrite um meetup even yep um but like learning how the algorithm sort of adds what works well what doesn't work as well um timing out the ads stuff like that um you ever use reddit like r slash like like yeah i don't know i'm just curious like i was thinking about this um for I'm, we can talk I'm, whatever I don't want to interrupt your flow too much but I just something I thought of also is in terms of targeting like a specific area because mm-hmm. you could go to r slash like Paris or r slash Berlin or whatever and take out like a couple of ads on there oh, I was not aware of that that might be a decent idea but then again I don't know if I want Redditors yeah, you know. knowing your shit yeah well I just <laughs> just knowing the the little bit I know about Reddit it seems like the people on there I don't know if yeah, the one. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like an entire website of YouTube comments. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I just have people confronting me after the show, and just like, like, I don't know if you heard this story, but I got confronted after a show in Bratislava, Slovakia. This, there's like one American guy who lives there. He's a drunk idiot. Um, and every time I've gone out there, I've ran into this guy. And it's always a fucking hassle every single time because he always, like, the last two times I went there, he heckled. And what what is this dude's problem? He's a fucking American living in a country where people aren't confrontational. That's uh, what happened. Uh, like if this guy were here, he would have got his he would got ass knocked kicked. Out. Yeah. yeah. But like after the show in uh Bratislava, he um pulls me aside and you know, I, I kinda know like this guy's gonna start some bullshit, but I was like, Yeah, he put in money. Yeah. So let's hear whatever inner it might be entertaining at the very least. Um but then he starts accusing me of stealing jokes. What? From Slovakian comedians. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, dude, I this is the first time I've been in this country in a year. Yeah. And I don't know other Slovakian comedians. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, just like one after the other. It's just, I'm like, which jokes? Show like what are you talking? Like show me your evidence. So that, I, I was like breaking yeah. down my joke. Yeah, how many other process. Slovakians are in the fucking American Marine Corps? Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> 
well, I was trying to break. I was breaking down my writing process and how I even vet jokes. I'm like, yeah, if I think of a premise and I think like I may have heard this somewhere, I I Google it. Yeah. And I and I YouTube it and see is like. Does somebody else have something like yeah, this? Yeah, no, that's just total, total bullshit that this guy's. Yeah, and so it is. It got to the point where it's just I'm just talking with a conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah, because every this dude's after just everything, to make hay yeah, after every single thing I would say, he'd be like, "I don't know, man. It just seems like a lot of coincidences." And it's like I don't. I have this feeling. I'm like, this is. It's like and you're. You're 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 starting. Your body language is getting like irritable. I'm like I'm irritated because I'm talking to an irritated. Get fucking a guy who's coming at me. Yeah, yeah. Like of course, walk up and accuse me of stealing jokes. Yeah, Yeah, it's like I was was like. Imagine if I walked up to you, asshole, and was like, "You cheating on your wife?" Yeah, out of nowhere. Like he'd be like, "What the fuck? Fuck you!" Yeah, Yeah. and like if you gave him all this evidence, we're like. Or, or he was like, "Yeah, you know, I was here. Here's my alibi. I was just with this person. Like this." And then you're still like. I don't know, yeah, man. I, don't I still know, think man. you were cheating. You know, Seems like, like a pretty tight case you got yeah, there. Yeah, you would be pretty fucking annoyed. Seems like you really of... rehearsed this. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking lame, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. That blows. <laughs> um, I'm also sorry to do this. This is a really fun conversation, but I actually have to get going. Oh, okay. Um, which sucks uh, because this is a lot of fun. We've been at this for a little over an hour already. Oh shit! Um, For real? That, yeah, that really flew by because I'm like, oh shit, my parking expired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd be fine. City of Chicago. I know. Gonna come, come at, at you. Yeah. Uh, w- John, where can people follow you, man? Um, John McCombs comedy on um, um, John McCombs comedy on uh, Instagram, uh, also Facebook. Um, I have a website, John McCombs comedy. Hey, John McCombs comedy in general. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> I made it real simple for everybody. Um, I'm not on Twitter. So don't follow me there, but uh, Instagram, Facebook, I have a website, all that stuff. So yeah, well, kick I- ass, man. I'll list it out on the uh, show notes with this guy. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to be coming out. Like I got like so many episodes in the can right now. I went from being way behind on this show to like having way too much material lately. Um, well, cool, man. I appreciate you stopping by. This was great. We'll have to do a part two and dive into this a little further, man. Yeah. Um, so uh, take it easy, dude, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Madness Continues podcast. Once again, this is Brendan Lemon. If you liked what you listened to, please take a minute to like, to subscribe, to give us a rating. It really does mean a difference. I say us like there's more than one person doing this. Uh, it's just me, everybody. So every little bit of support you can lend would be really appreciated by me. If you want to share this podcast, it would really, really, really mean a lot to me. I hope you come back. I hope you listen and check out the other podcast I produce, Funny Planet, where we talk to different comedians from all over the world about what they're doing and how they are funny in their own cultures. You can learn a thing or two and you'll have a laugh too. Anyway, take care, take it easy. We'll see you here next time.